It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Cowboys, your daily podcast on the Dallas Cowboys. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for tuning in. I am your host, Marcus Mosier. You can find me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. And joining me today is Landon McCool. You can follow him on Twitter at McCoolBCB. You can also check him out on the Best Coast Boys podcast. Landon, what is going on, sir? Man, it seems like a lot is going on for, I mean, considering... What what time of year this is where nothing is supposed to be going on? It feels like uh, sure. we got some Trent Williams news. We got uh, you know an interesting podcast that we're gonna be arguing with people to <laughs> we, tell we, about. We had lunch. Gerald McCoy. We had Gerald McCoy. Signed oh, that's a right. Yeah, McCoy just signed. I mean, geez, I just forgot about that. And and, and clearly, uh, McCoy signed with revenge in his heart. At this point, it seems like right. Uh, and tr- and tr- Trent Williams may be <laughs> being traded with revenge in his heart too. It looks like. Right. Um, yeah, so it's just a, a busy time in the NFL. We've got some OTA nuggets starting to kind of spill out some stuff maybe about Randall Cobb, mm-hmm. uh, about the safety stuff. So maybe we'll have to do a little bit of podcast tomorrow on some of the stuff that we're reading and hearing about OTAs because I think there's some noteworthy things coming out. Um, but today we have a fun show planned for you guys. We are going to play a game called... Would you rather, and this is going to be the Dak Prescott version of Would You Rather. Uh, we're really going to be doing this based off an article that I wrote a couple days ago uh, where I redrafted the entire NFL. Go ahead and check that piece out. It's at uh, the RaidersWire.com. Uh, so essentially the, the idea behind the piece are who are the 32 best building blocks in the NFL? If you were to do a full redraft like you can do on Madden, what would be the order of the first round? Uh, just some real quick rules. There was no contracts that were mentioned. Uh, the draft order really doesn't matter, but it was the teams in the 2019 draft. Uh, rookies are included, so you have the choice of whoever you want to pick in the current list of NFL players. Um, and today we're going to try to find out where Dak Prescott should be slotted. Um, first of all, Landon, I want to go ahead and just kind of start with a couple top players on this list. Uh, there's a couple easy ones. Are, are you in the same kind of agreement with me that if we were redrafting the, the league right now, Patrick Mahomes is by far the most valuable player, right? Yeah. Okay. I, I think that's pretty fair. Yeah. Now, from from that point on, I think you can have, you can have a discussion about all these guys. I think there's obviously some guys that I would take over Prescott. Uh, but there's some we can have some healthy debate. So let's kind of just work our way right through the list. We don't have to have long discussions about all of these guys, um, but if you have some thoughts, please, please enlighten us. Uh, so number one was Patrick Mahomes. Number two was Baker Mayfield of the Cleveland Browns. Mm. I know it's a little early. I might be a year or two early here, uh, but what I saw from Baker in his rookie year of the Browns was special. 
I, I think he's got the right attitude for Cleveland. And I just think sooner rather than later, he's going to develop into one of the best passers in the NFL. Do you have any problems with me putting Baker at number two? Yeah, a little bit. I mean, I, I think he's. Okay, tell me. I think he's been great. Like this last season, he had a great rookie year. I think Dak had a pretty great rookie year too, and I th- I think that uh, I mean just based on one year, yeah, that's tough. I mean I, I think he's okay, definitely going to have a better year this year. Odell Beckham's going to help him. I you know look I love swag as much as the next guy. I'm starting to wonder if there if there couldn't be some re- uh, diminishing returns with this guy and some of that. I think, you know, in the same way... Do you think it's going to wear on his teammates a little bit? Well, I mean, you you lived in Pittsburgh area for a while, and, I, and you know, Roethlisberger wears on people, and I think, you know, it's it's one of those things where it hasn't been to the detriment so too much, I guess, to the team, though I guess that's pretty arguable, I mean, depending on you know how yeah, much he's sure. driven coaches and or players out of Pittsburgh. Um but I, I just think I wouldn't say we're there yet. Yeah, we're not there yet with Baker. No, no. But I, I think that I think I wonder because I mean this stuff. I know people don't want to talk about, but that stuff with Duke Johnson, like that's I don't know about like quarterbacks throwing their teammates under the bus like that. Like, and that's kind of I mean, you know, it was saying like the whole idea of like mm-hmm. of of, uh, of of this is self inflicted. Blah 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 blah. Well. Baker, so is the media storm that you incited by saying this was self-inflicted, right. you know? So right. I, I just think stuff like that, it, 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 th- how does that affect his on-the-field play? Uh, you know, relationships matter. And, and like, how you work with p- people and players, that, that stuff's matter. I think on the field, yeah, I mean, I think he has the ability certainly to be that level of talent. I, I mean, I think he, he's shown that he can do that. He has that level of on-field magic to make it happen. But uh, yeah, I, I, I the two is just I got a lot of questions for a guy. I'm putting that high. That's all. That's fine. Okay. I, I I guess I feel a little bit better about it because of where he's at. I, I think if he was anywhere but Cleveland, I think it would be a bigger story. But being in that city with that kind of chip on your shoulder, I think it, it makes a little bit more sense and it's a little bit easier to understand. Um, let's go ahead and move on to some of the other ones. Number three, Andrew Luck. Number four, Aaron Rodgers. Number five, Russell Wilson. Do you have any problem with those three being ahead of Dak Prescott? I would probably, at this point, put Russell above Rodgers. Just because, okay. I mean, it's been a I, while, You can definitely man. make that argument. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, it's been a while since Rodgers was, you know, Rodgers gets a certain amount of deference because who he is. Uh, and, you know, he's not old enough that he should have fallen off a cliff yet. But... At the same time, we still haven't seen it from him the last two or three years the way we've seen it from Russell Wilson. So I, I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt. And, you know, they're both Super Bowl winners, and Russell won his more recently. So I think Russell's probably just more in the prime of his career. Yeah, I think if I had to do this again, you know, kind of just thinking about it, I think you're right. I think Wilson should be higher. And actually, I think you can make a case that maybe Wilson should be number two. Mm-hmm. Uh, just in terms of his durability, uh, his ability to play different styles. He's played in a really run-heavy offense. He could play in the spread. Uh, I'm a big, big fan of Russell Wilson. So, but although together, Luck, Rodgers, Wilson, we're, we're okay That's with having group, those three yeah, guys. I, I, I think right. those are all kind of okay. similar tiered, yeah. All right. 
this is where it starts getting difficult. Uh, we're at pick number six. Uh, I have Deshaun Watson. Um, now, Watson has kind of struggled with his health in the NFL. Uh, last year, he missed you know about most of the year with a torn ACL. Uh, he played all 16 games this year for the Texans, but man, he was beat up. Uh, but whenever he's on the field, he's spectacular. He has a passer rating of 103.1, averaging 8.3 yards per attempt. He can run. He can throw the ball down the field. There's not too many weaknesses in his game. Are you okay placing him at number six, or do you think he should be a little bit lower than that? Well, I think all three of them, I mean, we're going to start getting into this conversation, but I, I think Watson and Ryan are tough because I think for Ryan, you kind of have an idea who he is. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I mean, he's been in the league a long time. He's MVP candidate and all that. I'm a big fan of Matt Ryan. He, he's yeah. always underrated. The, the issue with Watson is that, and much like another guy who I'm going to make this argument, like if you get injured at the rate that he does, like that's part of who you are as a player, right? Like it's it's kind of like making the argument that, well, why isn't Sean Lee considered the best linebacker in football? Uh, you know, in 19, let's say 2015 or 2014, right? Uh, right. Well, because he's he hasn't <laughs> hasn't played a whole season, and we count all the games. Uh, I, I well, just. Well, to- to Watson's credit, though, he played every game this year, and he sure. only missed time as a rookie with a torn ACL. And then, other in, the, in Clemson, he was perfectly healthy. Uh, yeah, I think that there's the, the issue is that he, you know, it's like Malik Collins to a certain degree, where yeah, he play he's played every, every one of those games, but he was beat up, and it and you know it oh, it affected yeah, his game seriously. Uh, so you know, like my point is, is that you can't like you can't just discount that. Like, you know what I'm saying? You have to take the, like, I think we do these comparisons a lot based on completely fully healthy, optimized versions of these players. And that's not the reality yeah, of what, how often they play, you know, especially by the end of the year. So, I, I, you know, early season, Deshaun Watson is electric and one of the best players in the league. But it feels like by the end of the year, he's not the same player. And I, and I guess you can make that argument to, the, to, to a lot of these guys. But, uh, you know, I, I, I got no problem with... I guess what I'm saying is I don't have a problem with where they're ranked. It's just hard to kind of parse that. Both of these guys, Matt Ryan and Deshaun Watson, are guys who are on teams uh, that are filled with talent, you know, and have been on multiple mm-hmm. teams that are filled with talent. Um, it'll, right. It would be interesting to see what would happen if they were on teams that were more devoid of talent. Because even Deshaun Watson, despite uh, having terrible offensive line, I, you know he has a lot of talent on the outside, and I think that can help at least pad your numbers while you're being murdered in the, <laughs> in, in the pocket. Right, at least right. you're getting the ball off and down the field to uh, you know, Hopkins and to you know, Will Fuller and guys like Kiki Cootie and all these guys that they have on their team. Watson was sacked 62 times last year. Yeah, and that's I mean, that's an astonishing number for for a guy of his size. All right, moving down the list, you mentioned Matt Ryan. I'm a big fan of him. Let's go ahead and start having some fun conversations. Starting here at number eight. At number eight, I have Carson Wentz of the Philadelphia Eagles ahead of Dak Prescott. Landon, tell me why I am wrong. Well, I mean, I think it's one of those things where. If we're talking about draft prospects, I understand definitely why Carson Wentz went ahead of Dak Prescott. Because all the things that are great about Dak Prescott 
were things that we you kind of had to discover firsthand, right? Like it wasn't right. Um, You're saying entering the league, yeah, entering the league as as, as you know draft prospects. Um, I think Carson Wentz has a the physical tools and the skill set that is you know as good as anybody in the league. I mean, I think you know, he's big, he's strong. He has some. We just talked about he has some Roethlisberger to him, where he's you know mm-hmm. he's big and he can take a hit and still deliver the ball. Um, he has some mobility to him. He can move. He can throw on the run. All those things. I think where I have concerns again. I mean, he has some injury stuff, right? And and for him too, like he's got his injury stuff while playing behind at what could be considered one of the best offensive lines of football these last few years. Well, not even that. I mean, if you go back to college, he missed most of his junior Yeah. Uh, yeah, most of his junior year with an elbow injury. Uh, the backup ended up taking North Dakota State to the national championship game and winning. He comes to the NFL. He has a, I believe it was another elbow injury, a back injury. This year, he tore his ACL and LCL yep. in 2017. Uh, it's a pretty extensive injury history. And let's be clear, too. Again, like I said, that's behind one of the best offensive lines in football. My, the point being that this guy, part of who he is, part of his game, is, like we said, being that kind of Roethlisberger, statuesque, stand in the pocket, deliver the ball, take a hit type of player, right? Um yeah, I, I don't know that he has the body to hold up with like the way that Roethlisberger does. You know, I mean, I think clearly he's big and strong, and he can get through it. He can survive enough to get the the play finished. But uh, I mean, it, it's I think it's tough because he you know he's clearly battled with these injuries, and they have had an effect on him. And then I think the other aspect about this too is that. I don't know that he's a killer like Dak is, man. Like, I, I mean, when when it's when it's time to come down to the the end of the game, like, I know Dak is gonna lock in and do whatever it takes. And if he comes up short, like, you know, he's leaving it all on the line. It's not that I think that Carson Wentz doesn't do that. I just don't know that he elevates his players and when it comes to you know big big game scenario type situations you know all the mm-hmm. the super bowl run and, and he's and then all the playoff the playoff success they've had while he's been there he's not been on the field uh and so i i just wonder like he had a lot of success in kind of regular season showings at, at times and then he's there's been times when we've seen him like on third downs or on uh, you know what 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 it's time to shine that he hasn't taken his game up a level. I, I, we've right. seen nothing but Dak doing that. So it's a very tough evaluation because they are very different quarterbacks. I think one is more of a toolsy player, and the other one is uh, kind of more of a of a uh, you know a guy who has got a lot of intangibles and is and is working on honing the rest of it. Um, but to me. I think just what I've seen, and obviously I'm a Cowboys fan, so I'm crazy biased. Uh, I would take Dak <laughs> over 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 Wentz at this point. Yeah. So you mentioned like the end of the game situation. That's where we have seen Dak thrive. Um, Carson Wentz in his career has four career game winning drives. 
Prescott is already at 14. So we yeah. know that Prescott at the end of the games is fantastic. If you look at just the fourth quarter, because some people are going to say, well, the Eagles haven't had as many chances in the fourth quarter because they've been leading. Uh, Prescott's fourth quarter passer rating, 97. Carson Wentz, uh, 83. So that's a pretty significant drop in play in terms of the fourth quarter. Uh, Carson Wentz, a much better uh, first and second quarter quarterback when things are kind of scripted and planned out. But as the game speeds up and becomes more tense, uh, Dak is, is significantly better. Uh, one of the other things is you mentioned Carson Wentz's injury history. It's also noteworthy to mention Prescott's durability. Yeah, Prescott's never missed a game in the NFL, never missed a game in college. And I think his body with being just, he's actually a little shorter, but just kind of stockier. Yeah, he's much uh, more filled he, out in that manner. Yeah, he's got more body armor, almost in the way that like Russell Wilson is small, but he's not... Uh, he's short, but he's not small. Does that make sense? Yes. Yeah, it does. I, I, okay. I think I think uh, uh, it's just one of those things where he's built like more like a tank, uh, where Wentz is kind of he's tall, but he's gangly a bit. You know, I mean, he's he's big and he's he takes the hits and he follows through and he can generate power, but I I don't know that his joints and his bones <laughs> resist. I don't know how, I mean, is it a flexibility issue? I don't know, but I mean, he's taking a lot I, yeah. of these blows. And again, I think part of it is his game, you know, is that uh, he's trying to stand in there and, and take a take a big hit to get the throw, you know, off instead of maybe taking the sack or, you know what I'm saying? And I think that that's right. admirable in, in the moment, but in the long run for your career, I mean, dude, you have suffered all these injuries already and you know back injuries knee injuries that's not going to help you become a more mobile quarterback and you're already such a a big target yeah it's like man that's that's a little bit scary all right moving on we have Dak prescott listed at number nine i kind of just at this point you look at somebody with his you know with prescott's age his production that he's already have or he's already had in the nfl um, again, I mentioned the durability. It's just hard to have him any lower than that. But let's have some more conversations about guys that I have behind him. Uh, number 10 is Jared Goff. Uh, same draft class as Prescott. Uh, has already been to a Super Bowl. The last two years have been really, really uh, solid for Goff. Pass ratings of over 100. Uh, this was a lot of people's biggest gripe because they think Goff, being a young quarterback who's proven as well, should be ahead of Prescott. What do you think about Goff versus Prescott? Oh, that's crazy to me. Like, I, I mean, I, I think Jared Goff has had a lot of success, but, I mean, uh, yeah, I just, I, I think. Switch that, them roles for a second. Yeah, you, like, you okay, Dak let's do that. Sean McVay's <laughs> offense. I mean, yeah. listen, I, I, I'm not, how is Sean McVay an incredible offensive coordinator and Jared Goff is a incredible quarterback, and yet neither. And that you know they really like it, it, at times. Well, let me let me back this up. I think that the, the <laughs> let me start this over. I think that the best way to evaluate a quarterback, as far as his skill set, you know, is not so much how he operates in a clean pocket in a system that is getting players open for him. I, I think that there is because everybody can win. Anybody there. can win there. 
Oh, I think the measure of a good quarterback is often what happens when the play breaks down or when there's pressure on him. I mean, not not necessarily where he has to improvise, but just that the play doesn't necessarily go as scripted or that there's, you know, a- obstacles in the way to executing that play. Right. Um, and, and, and how you're able to, you know, get past that and still remain on schedule, still remain in rhythm, still deliver a pass. And that's where I feel like Jared Goff is the worst, man. Like he's he's really not yeah, absolutely. he's not great versus pressure. He's not great being blitzed. He's not you know great like uh, uh, you know f- f- when the when the whole the whole system is is disrupted by whether it's pass rush or whatever. No one's open or how, whatever you want to say. Um, I think that the problem is that he. He's gotten such great production with Sean McVay there that everyone's kind of just forgotten and or poo-pooed all the issues he had as a rookie. And and I I don't want to, like, overshadow what he's done because he's done incredible stuff, but... Those issues right. that he had right. as a rookie, they're they're not gone. He didn't coach them out of them. He just knows how to scheme around them, and and he, get he hides them. For he him, hides right? them. So uh, to me, uh, you know, I would have Goff probably underneath the next two quarterbacks. Um, mm. I would okay, have. Let's go ahead and talk about those two quarterbacks. Yeah, I mean, we'll talk about them, but I I I think that I potentially would have him beneath those guys. All right, at number 11 is Sam Darnold. Number 12 is Kyler Murray. And, man, I had a hard time not putting Kyler Murray even higher than this. I, I kind of wanted to put him inside the top 10, but I felt like number 12 is probably about right. There's still some teams in the NFL that would never take a quarterback under six foot. Some teams, I'm sure, are going to be a little bit hesitant to uh, fully embrace this air raid spread style of offense. Uh, just kind of then your thoughts on Darnold, Kyler Murray at number twelve. Would you take either of those guys over Prescott? I probably wouldn't take them over Prescott, but I would definitely take them over Goff. I, I, I think that. Okay. Um, you know, I I think with with Darnold and, and and Murray, they've got a lot of physical talent. You know, they're young. They're going to have a ton of upside. Um, I just, you know, I don't see that same upside with someone like Jared Goff. You know, like, I mean, I think he ha- he can develop. The issue with him is not something that's like he's going to physically grow out of or, you know, I don't know. Like, I think he has issues with pressure. And that that's a lot mm. more difficult fix than I think some of the uh, these other guys. With, with you know, with uh, Darnold, I feel like he's got talent. You know, he can improvise. There's some Romo to his game. Um, you know, he, I think he he the, the good and bad he, exactly, part of Romo. yeah, exactly. I think he, you know, and I think what we saw with Romo later on is when he when he cleaned up a lot of that stuff, he became a much better quarterback and uh, yeah. much better quarterback than I think any of us even thought. And um, I, I think Darnold's one of these guys too. He, his rookie year was trying to see about how much he could get away with. Yeah, right? sure. He was trying to see like where he could put certain balls and where he couldn't put certain passes and how long he could stay in the pocket. I I think. In a couple of years, you're going to see Sam Darnold really take over the league. Sure, I think he really has a talent skill set that is is, uh, you know, what where the, the the position is going, and I think he can kind of as far as for a pocket passer for sure. Uh, you know, a guy who can operate in a system, but then when the play breaks down, can create and uh, he can get out of the pocket and make make things happen. He needs to clean all aspects of his game up because he's just a very young player. 
but I, mm. I, but I mean, I think you see it kind of on the scale of. I mean, it's weird to compare them to other young players, but I, I, I mean, I think along the lines of a Patrick Mahomes, you know, like a, a yeah, a, but just without the arm talent. Yeah, yeah, I mean, he just doesn't have the elite, elite arm talent, but he's still got very good arm talent. So, uh, sure. yeah, I think, and then Kyler Murray's similar too. I think Kyler Murray is kind of a, a uh, you know, that sort of Baker Mayfield. Uh, but with maybe more speed and, and, and maybe a little bit more arm talent, but less accuracy. Uh, you know, I think he, I, I just, I like Kyler Murray a lot. I think, you know, uh, the, the difficult thing, it's like we talked about yesterday. The thing that's going to get more and more difficult is that all these guys are going to go into offenses that really ex, uh, accentuate their, their skill sets. Um, right. So it's very difficult to make these comparisons because it's not just like a like-for-like comparison. It's more just how well do they operate in these systems that are built around them compared to other quarterbacks operating in other systems built for them. All right, quickly, we're going to do a couple more quick hitters. Uh, Kirk Cousins, 13. Cam Newton, 14. Matthew Stafford, 15. Some people really, really had a problem with me putting Dak ahead of Cam Newton. Any thoughts there? I have problems with you putting Kirk Cousins in front of Cam Newton. I, I mean that's crazy I <laughs> to me, dude. I, Why? I, what one player? One player is very durable, hasn't missed a start. One and is has a pass rating of ninety eight point one. The other one is very up and down and has been injured throughout his entire career. I would put him right around twenty one is where I would put Cal. Uh, he's okay. he's not any more valuable than Cam Newton, Matthew Stafford, Darnold, Donald. Okay. Maybe. maybe well, right. Garoppolo, Garoppolo, and, and and cars. Where I'd probably, I I just think that, and that he's been given all fine. these opportunities to, uh, to uh, he's been optimized, and even at his most optimized, like he is so inconsistent with his play that it's 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 crazy that it's maddening for for the Redskins and for the Vikings, and and for Cam Newton, the dude just creates on his own constantly. Like I mean, he's he's had a terrible cast of 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 people around him until recently, uh, you know, and I, I think he yeah you're right he gets injured a lot, um, and I think that there is some of that you know Carson Wentz aspect to him where you, you have to take the player as he is and not the optimal version of himself, but sure. but even then I think you get more out of Cam Newton by himself than Carson Wentz in my opinion. Or uh, Kirk Cousins, you mean? Yeah. Well, definitely Kirk Cousins. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, I I like Cousins. Here's Cousins' passing stats the last four years: twenty nine touchdowns, eleven interceptions; twenty five touchdowns, twelve interceptions; twenty seven touchdowns, thirteen interceptions; thirty touchdowns, ten interceptions. He's played behind some pretty bad offensive lines too. Yet he just keeps up putting big numbers, passer rating of almost a hundred over the last four years. So who was his offensive like coordinator before he came to the Vikings? We don't have to mention him. We, he, well, we he, should mention that. Well, well, who was his <laughs> offensive coordinator before he came to the Vikings? Some guy named Sean. Okay. I, I okay. Just want to make sure. Um, all right. A uh, couple last things before we tidy up or before we uh, finish the show. Um, there's no positional player that you would trade for Dak right now, right? Even knowing the, the way the Cowboys roster is set up, you wouldn't trade Prescott for an Aaron Donald or a Cleo Mack, right? No, I don't think so. I just think that, you know. I, I, but I mean, honestly, I think it, we, that could change sooner, and not so much Dak. But I think that whole s- 
sentiment may change a little bit, at, you know, in the next couple of years because it feels like we may be. Let's see how some of these young quarterbacks play out, but it feels like we may be mm. getting out of the quarterback, you know, uh, just you know, desert. I guess is the best way to put it. The, the, right, the complete correct. lack of 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 supply there. So if the supply increases and the value, you know, the value of the quarterback position is devalued even slightly, some of these guys may end up becoming. Mm-hmm. more valuable than even the fifth or sixth best quarterback. Right. All right. A couple more things. Um, assuming you're going with the premise that the first positional player non-quarterback would be Aaron Donald off the board, who would be your next guy that you think has the most value in the league? I, I think I had it Khalil Mack uh, and then Miles Garrett. Um, what guy would you say has the most value right now in the NFL? Yeah, Khalil Mack is... It's pretty tough to beat, I think, as far as not Aaron Donald. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think Khalil Mack, probably. All right. All I right. hate to be so boring. Just kinda, <laughs> but it's a pretty obvious yeah, choice, I, it feels like. Yeah, I, I, think it's, I think it's close. Some of the other guys I had mentioned, uh, Denzel Ward, because cornerbacks are so valuable, and a guy like him who can play on the outside and the slot, and is kind of going to that way of, you know, the league is looking for all these really shifty quick receivers who can get open. Denzel Ward is the perfect guy to kind of match up with those guys. Uh, I also had uh, Jalen Ramsey, J.J. Watt, Daniil Hunter when the, were in the piece. Um, but one last out on Dak Prescott. To me, Landon, it kind of sounds like you would have Prescott maybe 6th or 7th on this list, maybe a little bit higher. Does that sound about right? He's, what, he's 10th right now? No, he's ninth right now. Um, he, he's. I have him as ninth. So you would basically take Mahomes, Luck, Rogers, Wilson, maybe Watson. I think maybe I Matt th- Ryan. I think to me right now, I would take. I think Ryan, Watson, and Dak, and Wentz are all on their own tier. Okay. And then I would rank them. You know, probably. I would probably rank them Watson, Ryan, Dak, Wentz. Okay, see, we agree on well. You, yeah, it we just switched close. Dak and Wentz, but that's yeah, fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. So overall, we we together we think Dak is still one of the most valuable assets in all of the NFL. Absolutely. And that's important yeah. as the Cowboys kind of get into these contract extensions with Prescott. Don't worry about the number too much. Just know that you have to keep a guy like this because of just how much value he would have. Uh, across the league, if Prescott if Prescott were on the open market and he became a free agent, I think it's pretty fair to think he'd be probably the highest paid quarterback of all time, just because that's the way the market works, and because he has some, he's already proven to be, uh, you know, a Pro Bowl quarterback who you can win with. All right, that is it for today's show. Thank you guys for tuning in. Make sure you download and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Follow Landon at McCoolBCB. You can follow the show at Locked On Cowboys, and I'm at Marcus underscore Mosier, and we will see you guys next time. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. 
They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL Draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day.